Hello and welcome to Embassy City Church Podcast. This is a place where all people can experience the love of God through the Word of God. Our prayer is that you will be inspired and transformed. Thank you for joining us today. If you would open up your heart, if you would open up your mind to the Holy Spirit for the next 30 minutes, it could impact your next 30 million years. You know you're going to exist for 30 million years and beyond. There's the here and the now, but there is the forever. You are an eternal being. And so the Holy Spirit begs us and implores us to gather around this simple concept. Would we make the most of the mist? Let me pray and we'll jump into this. Lord Jesus, help. Amen. Eternity. I've been thinking so much more about that word recently. Eternity. I think partly it's because I'm getting old. Uh, I, I, have, I have seen my fair share of days. I, I know you're looking at me and you think I'm a young man, but you gotta understand it's just the Asian genes serving me well, you know what I'm saying? They say that black didn't crack, well, yellow only mellows. <laughs> and at the ripe old age of 43, it has you reflecting about life and eternity. I remember when I was a younger man, it felt like that life was going to go on forever here on earth. Remember when you were 18 years old and every single weekend it felt like you were at an 18th birthday party? And you were celebrating and dancing and, and just um, believing the fact that you were going to basically go on forever and, and life was going to be like this forever. And I remember when I was a younger man, I'd be at the gym and I would hurt myself. I would just go home, rub some dirt on it, go to sleep. I'd be okay again in the morning. But now you're an old man. Come on, you hurt yourself in the gym and you go home and you know you're going to be feeling it come winter time. In fact, if you're over 40 and you wake up in the morning and you don't feel some kind of pain in your joints, you know what happened? You died in your sleep and you went to heaven. <laughs> Age makes you think a lot more about eternity. Especially as a minister, the older you get, the more you find yourself doing as many weddings as you do funerals and it makes you ponder what lies beyond. What lies in thee forever? What lies beyond the here and now eternity? You've thought about eternity. You've thought about eternity because by nature we are all eternal beings. In a sense, we are all knit together by this common thread made by God and for God in the image of God to enjoy God and to be enjoyed by God. It doesn't matter if you're black, it doesn't matter if you're white, it doesn't matter if you're yellow, it doesn't matter if you're warm, honey, brown like you, ma'am. We are all knit together by this common thread. We all have something deep within our being that knows that there is more than the here and now. Study history, dabble in archaeology, stare down the annals of time. You will see that as a human race, we have all stared into the heavens and asked the question about the beyond the here and now. Because we are all eternal beings by design. 
That's the reason the book of Ecclesiastes chapter 3 tells us, for God has set eternity in the hearts of every single man, woman, and child. There is a beacon that is going off 24 hours a day, seven days a week, trying to highlight the fact that there is the day-to-day grind, but there is the life that flows into forever. And the human soul, therefore, is a restless one indeed until it finds its rest in God, the one who created your eternal soul for him. And what God has set in your hearts, Jesus has come to earth to not only talk about, but to give you life for, for eternity. He didn't come to start a new religion. He didn't come to establish a new set of commandments. He didn't come to set a legalistic bar. No, he came to connect with you exactly where you are and to let you know that you can live a full, abundant, overflowing life, starting today, flowing into forever. Jesus comes to give us life eternal. And what Jesus comes to give us, now the Holy Spirit wants to live inside of us to empower us to see this eternal life that we are living. So that it would make a difference in the way that we do our marriages, the way we do family, the way we treat our finances, the way we endure our hardships. What Jesus comes to give us, the Holy Spirit now wants to empower us to live in the light of. That's the reason 2 Corinthians chapter 4 on my giant Jesus iPad to your left and to your right. There's a really simple scripture here. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 18 says, So in the light of that, fix your eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen. Since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. Jesus came to give you life eternal. Jesus came to give you life forever. Jesus came to give you life abundant. Jesus came to give you life overflowing and the Holy Spirit lives inside of you, reverberates in every single corner of your being, trying to help you to live life in the light of this eternal life that Jesus came so far to give you. So fix your eyes on this life. Do not be consumed. Do not be distracted. Do not be enamored by things that are temporary here today and gone tomorrow. But allow your mind to be blown, your breath to be taken, your skin to tingle in the light of what is forever. Fix your eyes on that which is eternal. What does that mean to fix our eyes on that which is eternal? Well, first and foremost, it means that we all must now make a decision because our eyes have been opened. We all have a decision to make regarding Jesus. He can no longer be just the central character of the Christmas story. He he can no longer be just the person that your grandparents or your parents referred to on on a Sunday morning, no. Now we have our eyes open to things that are eternal. It forces us, it compels us, it pushes us to a precipice of decision where we now have to say, what will we do with Jesus? Because what you do with Jesus will determine where you spend eternity. 
Simply put, when we have your eyes open to this reality of eternity, we all now have a decision to make. What will you do with Jesus? Because the Bible tells in the book of Hebrews chapter nine that all of us have an appointment to keep. There are some people here in this room who are always late for meetings. Who are the late for meetings people here in this room? Come on. Like kind of when it's like kind of the meeting starting, that's when you're getting ready, kind of starting to get ready. That's who are the right on time kinds of people? You know, like three, two, one, you step into the room. Ha <laughs> ha, okay. Who are the five minutes early and you still feel like you're running late kind of people? Okay, okay, I love it. Well, there is an appointment the Bible makes clear will occur, uh, that will occur. We will all face death once and then face Jesus. And there will be a simple question posed to us, are we friends with him? And if we are friends with Jesus, we will spend eternity forever with him in his presence, and that is a heavenly existence indeed. If we have chosen, 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 sorry, English is my second language. If we have chosen to reject him, his grace and his mercy, his forgiveness, our eternal souls will continue to exist, but it has to exist in a place and a space apart from him. Because God doesn't love as an act of his will or in response to our loveliness. He loves us because that's who he is. If you could cut God, he would bleed love. So therefore, every move God makes is informed by love. And because he loves us, he has to give us an opportunity to reject him. Because love without the opportunity for rejection isn't love at all. It is called kidnap. But the only problem is an eternal existence apart from the presence of God is a hellish one indeed. So in the light of this reality of eternity, we all have a decision to make. What will you do with Jesus? Will you trust your heart into his hands? Would you trust your soul into his good will for your life? Would you trust your eternity to him? We all have a decision to make in the light of eternity. Second of all, when we have our eyes open to eternity, it changes the way that we see our day-to-days. It provides incredible context for our journey here on earth. What's your favorite book? Like, when did you read it? Just imagine I took your favorite book before you read it, and I tore out one page and asked you to read that. And then I asked you to explain to me the entire story based upon that one page that you tore out. Could you do it? No. And in the same way, your life cannot and will not make sense here on earth unless you understand that this is one page torn out, come on, of a much bigger story. And the good news is when you have your eyes opened up to eternity, not only does it cause us or force us to make a decision regarding Jesus, it provides, provides so much more context for our lives. Everything we go through here on earth makes so much more sense when you have your eyes open to the reality of forever. And the third thing it does, it forces us to live life differently. It forces us to live life in a different way in the light of eternity. If this is but a chapter, if this is but a, a verse within a grander song, it forces us to live life differently. Because what you do with Jesus will impact where you spend eternity but the Bible also makes it clear how you live your life here on earth will determine how you spend eternity. I'll say that again. What you do with Jesus will impact where you spend eternity. 
but how we live our life here on earth will impact how we spend eternity. Jesus makes it abundantly clear that you have an opportunity every single day to live your life in such a way that would ripple throughout forever. So we are forced, we are compelled to ask this question. How are we living our life in the light of the fact that every single day we are afforded an opportunity to burn that 24-hour period in such a way that it would ripple throughout forever. When we have our eyes open to eternity, it forces us to make a decision regarding Jesus. It provides incredible context to our lives and it forces us to live life differently. It forces us to love differently. Everyone say love. love. Say love like an Australian. Love. love. Say love like an American. Love. love. Say love like a Chinaman. Love. love. <laughs> Torture languages. It forces us to love differently. When we, when we put on the, the spectacles that open up our eyes to the glorious reality that we are all eternal beings, it forces us to love differently. 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 13 tells us that only three things really at the end of the day will remain. Faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of these things is love. Prior to that verse, the Apostle Paul goes to great lengths to try to explain how everything else is going to pass away. Things will fade. Your money's gonna fade away. That car I already did. <laughs> that, 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 that car that you struggle to make a payment on every single month, that, that fading away. That deployment that sits on the wall, that's gonna fade away. Your recognition and your status is gonna fade away. Your Instagram following are gonna fade away. Hey, men here in this room, those abs are gonna fade away. Everything's gonna eventually fade away. But three things will remain and flow into forever. Faith, hope, and love. This faith that opened up a doorway between now into forever through friendship with King Jesus. It's gonna last forever. Hope, the belief that this God who created the heavens and the earth has your best at his heart. And love, the friendships and the relationships we have with God and with each other, get your mind around this, is going to flow into forever. That's the reason hug time is so important. Uncle Tim loves hug time. Yeah. A lot of y'all don't. <laughs> He's an anomaly. A lot of people kind of go, ah, he's here doing his hug. It's like, oh, just get on with it, like kind of these minutes, you know, but, but it's so important that we arrest the conversation regarding church and what it was really all about and instead of just a preacher standing up to pontificate for a few moments so that you can give each other a priestly fist bump as you walk out of this place checking another box of your Christian to-do list. No, this was meant to be a space where we cultivated, come on, something that would last forever. 
That money in your wallet isn't going to last forever. That, that, but that hug, guess what? In a crazy way, a seed was sown that will basically, you'll see it grown and it will flow into forever. And that's one of the things I love most about Embassy City Church. This is a kingdom-minded and a kingdom-hearted community. And we spend our time doing something that is quite socially awkward because we understand it's those very things that are flowing into forever. That's the reason it's crazy to me. That there's so many people, there are so many people who are trading things that are eternal for things that are temporary. You're surrounded by relationships. You're surrounded by people that you can create friendship with. You're surrounded by neighbors you can shine light to. You are surrounded by people who God has given you to love and to invest into. But so many people in this day and age would trade that away for things that are so temporary. It blows my mind that we would trade our busy lives trying to, to, to pursue something that is here today and gone tomorrow. We would pursue that over the opportunity to invest into, come on, something that is gonna flow into forever. That's the reason it's wild to me. There are businessmen and women here in this room who are pursuing things that are here today and gone tomorrow knowing the whole time God has put somebody by your side and in some way, shape or form, what you are cultivating here on earth will flow into forever. Now I don't want to get into a theological debate about whether or not we recognize our spouses in heaven. I hope we do, because my body is good now. I want my wife to see my glorified body in forever. I don't know how relationship stuff works in forever, but I do know that the Bible makes it abundantly clear. There are things that you are pouring all of your effort and energy into, and it is here today and gone tomorrow. But we get a chance today to invest into something that flows into forever. It changes the way we love. It changes the way we give. Say give. It forces us to live lives of radical, audacious generosity. When Jesus said in Matthew chapter six, yo, don't store up for yourselves treasures here on earth. Rust gets to it. The moth get to it. Thieves get to it. The tax man gets to it. Interchangeable words sometimes. I see you, Jesus is saying. I see you stressing, I see you fighting, I see you plotting, conniving, I see you sacrificing your principles and your integrity because you're trying to clamor your way forward, you're trying to claw your way forward to get things that are here today but basically destroy tomorrow. Don't spend your days trying to store for yourself treasures here on earth. But store for yourself a treasure in heaven. Remember, what you do with your what you do with Jesus will impact where you spend eternity, but how, how, you, spend, how you spend your life will impact how you spend eternity. You're saying, you know what? No, don't get so focused on trying to store treasure here and now. Store it right now in heaven. And now I live in the South. You gotta understand that the accent to me is very hard to understand sometimes, but the vernacular is even harder sometimes. You hear some really interesting Southern statements when you're living in the South. You hear this one all the time, it is what it is. 
It is what it is. Well, I don't know what that means. <laughs> and I always, and also hear this one all the time. You can't take it with you. You can't take it with you. And I can't understand what they're saying. They're saying, you know what? Spend today, live today, have fun today because you can't take it with you. That's kind of true, but it's kind of not true. It's kind of true in the sense that you can't take it with you, but Jesus makes it very clear. You have an opportunity today, an opportunity today to send it ahead of you. So that's the reason we have to live lives of radical, breathtaking generosity. Because you can't take it with you. Come on. But you can send it ahead of you. Now what's this treasure? I don't know. I don't know if this treasure is literally a bank account in heaven. I don't know if it's a pile of cash we get to dive in like ducktails. I don't know if it's like kind of a Chick-fil-A gift card that never runs out and you can use on Sundays. I don't know what this treasure is. But Jesus makes it abundantly clear. You're going to want it one day. And you can begin storing it today by the way we live lives of radical generosity. That's the reason my wife and I have zero issue with living a life marked by tithing and sowing and giving. Because it's not just us losing here on earth and having less. It's about storing up for ourselves a treasure in heaven. And the cool little you know, additional benefit is that Jesus said, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. So not only do we get to store our treasure in heaven, our heart now is placed in a secure place while we're doing life here on earth. <laughs> you want to fight less about money? You want to stress less about money? You want to worry less about money? Live a life of radical generosity because where you send your finances, where you send your valuables, that's where you send your heart as well. My bank account swelling or diminishing can't affect me because my heart is already, come on, in heaven. It changes the way we give. It changes the way that we endure. When you really understand eternity, it changes the way we endure. Everyone say endure. Say it like an American, endure. I love how you say it. It changes the way you endure. When you really have your eyes open to the glorious reality of eternity, it forces us to make a decision about Jesus. It provides incredible context to our lives. It changes the way that we invest in the ones that we love. It changes the way that we invest our finances and our resources. And it really does change the way we endure or endure. I love how in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 17, it talks about these light and momentary troubles. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 17, for our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. That's a strange verse because none of my troubles have ever felt light or momentary. You know what I'm saying? Every single trouble that I've gone through feels really heavy and like forever. How did the Apostle Paul say that he's enduring and he's feeling like his troubles are light and momentary? How did he say that? Because he had his eyes, come on, open to eternity. And that pain that loss, that defeat, 
that breakup, that betrayal. You have an opportunity to endure differently. Come on, in the light of eternity. And depending on how you endure, you can either see more treasure stored up or you can miss out. There are way too many many people here on earth who because they don't have an eternal perspective are overwhelmed by grief and sorrow in this moment and and have their lives basically um, um, captive to that for for, for the rest of their existence. No, Paul says no. What you're going through right now, as painful as it is, come on, is light and it's momentary because of the reality of eternity. Late last year, I had an opportunity to do a conference in uh, Auckland, New Zealand. And at that conference, at the end of the, um, um, one of my uh, sessions, I had seven Chinese pastors uh, come up and chat with me. And uh, they asked me if I could pray for them. I asked, how can I pray for you? And they said, well, uh, this time last year at the conference, there were 14 Chinese pastors together, but seven of those Chinese pastors had gone missing in the last year. Uh, the persecution is rising in China. And so, so I'm like kind of, I'm stirred. Now my Mandarin isn't, isn't great and their English isn't great. So we were speaking through a translator. And so I said, you know what? I need to pray for you. And so I start praying my biggest, boldest prayer of faith. I'm praying for protection over their lives and guardian angels coming down to hide them and protect them. And as I'm praying for them, these Chinese pastors began to fuss. They spoke to the interpreter. The interpreter spoke to me and said, stop. They said, did I say something wrong? And they said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, You see, you're you're praying that we would be hidden. We don't want to be hidden. We want Jesus to be seen. (laughs) See, we're not afraid of dying. So we don't need power to be protected. We need power to endure. So I said, you know what? You guys better pray for me. (laughs) How did they say that? They understood eternity. That life here is but a breath. But if you use that breath right, it impacts there forever. The way we love, the way we give, the way we endure, it changes. When we step out of this place and say, hey, my eyes are now fixed on eternity. I love the way that Pastor James explains this. Thank you so much, my wonderful illustration assistant, Timothy. I love the way Pastor James, in his book, in the Bible, in his fourth chapter, He says, you know what? Hey, guys, what's your life? It's but a mist. (laughs) It's here today. And then it's gone. And I can understand why on the surface, some people might take that as a depressive thought. I don't. I see it as a glorious encouragement. I see it as an encouragement because that puts into context the pain and the suffering and the loss and the heartache that I feel here on earth. It is but a mist. It's here today, but it'll be gone tomorrow. And I also see it as an incredible encouragement. 
a glorious Holy Spirit poking in my chest this question that is asked, if life is a mist, am I making the most of the mist? So let me ask you this question as we wrap up our time together. We are eternal beings. God has made us in his image by him and for him. He's implanted inside each and every single one of us an eternal soul that will go on forever. We all have a decision to make regarding Jesus because what we do with Jesus will determine where we spend eternity. But now he begs us to ask this question, how are you living your life? Because how you live your life will impact how you spend eternity. So how you love and how you give and how you endure and because how you live your life will impact how you spend eternity. Life is but a mist. What are you doing to make the most of the mist? Come on. Because there are some people who are going, hey, I'm going to work really hard and I'm going to buy lots of things and I'm going to be so impressive as I'm driving down that street there in Dallas, Texas with my brand new. Hey, I'm going to struggle and I'm going to strive and I'm going to build this giant house. It's going to be a compound even and people are going to drive. Oh, oh. I'm going to do whatever it takes. I'm going to post whatever pictures required so I can be Instagram famous. And people are going to recognize me and they're going to want, oh, it's gone. You might be a really healthy person, eat lots of kale and your life is like this. But it's still just a mist. How are you living? What are you doing to make the most of the mist? Because I know I want to live my life this way. I'm going to love with courage and with reckless abandon, believing that God wants to use these relationships to shine his light and show his love and share his message of eternal life. That's how I want to spend my life. I want to live my life and take everything that he's entrusted to me and I'm going to entrust it back into his hands, knowing that if I could store up for myself, come on, treasures in heaven by living a life of radical generosity. Come on, I'm going to be happy one day. Come on, I want to live my life this way. Hey, whatever pain or pressure or problem I go through, through, I'm remembering that this dealt with correctly is storing up for, my, for me. Come on, an eternal glory that far outweighs even what I'm going through right now. Come on, I want to make the most of the mist. Huh? So that's my challenge to you. That's my dare, my double dog dare to you. Every single day, in every single season, may this be a freeing reality that you are invited into a glorious way of living where you make the most of the mist. Come on, men here in this room, every single morning that you spray some deodorant on, remember your life is but a mist. Come on, for all the women and the well-groomed men in this room who do this. Every single morning, will you live differently, love differently, give differently, endure differently? Come on, would you make the most of 
the mist. Because how we live our life impacts how we spend eternity. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. If you would like more information on our church, please go to www.embassycity.com. We would love to hear from you. Our prayer is that you have been inspired and transformed. Have a wonderful day and come back again.